My name is Beer Drinking Nosh Dog. And my name is Water Drinking Dan. I like it. Hey, and welcome to episode best. 74 of Bad Habits of Podcast. All the men yes, are in different locations this evening. Mans are out here, but you know what? We, we, out, we out here. Still yep. out here. Also in here. <laughs> we are. Exactly. We, we're in exactly. your ear hole. Inspirational. <laughs> How you boys doing? Everyone good? Good. Uh, so cold. First snow day of the season. Uh, it's, it's it's piffing down snow, mate. It's uh, beautiful, and I'm happy that it's happening now. Get it, get it going. Okay. Mm. I like you boys. Nice. Yeah, it, it looks nice to snow, but it's just so cold. So I think Montreal's shitting itself down here. So Toronto is mm. always a little warmer, but I think. Um, what is it? In, I'm in uh, fucking Prince Edward County now. It's minus four. Feels like minus nine. In Struth. The, uh, which is kind of soft because I imagine Montreal is fucking way worse. Toronto is minus. Oh, Toronto is minus one. Feels like minus six. Oh, okay. Minus five, minus six. Yeah, exactly. There's no wind, so it's actually quite proper. So that's not so bad. And then minus uh, Montreal is well, minus like three. Me. It's yeah. No wind. Yeah. No, the wind is the worst. Montreal says it's minus three. Feels like minus five. So that means I'm the coldest. Damn, that sucks. Sucks for wow. me. Well, then. I mean, in hip hop terms, you're actually the cool, actually the dopest. So, mm-hmm. well, well, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, man. Before we get started, because obviously we're filming here the day before uh, we release. So we're filming on Sunday, November 28th. So obviously we found out today that uh, Virgil Abloh passed. So we're going to be talking about that. Mm-hmm in a sec and just run through some of his career and highlights and achievements and all that type of stuff. Cause he was a legend. And as if anyone's been online, I imagine when people are watching and listening, if they've been on, uh, if they listen to this type of stuff, they probably have a, you know, people they're following on Instagram and Twitter and such that are talking about this at length. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. Like how much of an impact this young guy had, who was only 41, which is just wild. Mm. Um, quick Yeezy story. So you know yeah. how I think always got time for a Yeezy story. I figured you guys would. This is not not a good one, unfortunately for me. Um, no. You know how last week did we talk about it on the podcast? But yeah, we did because the thing kept cutting out, the, and we we're talking about story. how I got that um, not the lottery, but the one where I got the notification that let oh, yeah, yeah. the thing. So I got Tiff the breads. Why you were taking a shit? Correct. Oh no, I was in bed and I was like, what the fuck? Oh. Um, and then I got the they're called the carbons, the three fifties. So this was on like Friday or something like that. And they were supposed to arrive Monday. I've done this. This is my ninth pair. So I've, I've like, you know, I'm not including TIFF stuff. So like I've done this. I know how it works. Usually, it's usually on a Saturday and it'll come Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday latest. This time it was with Purelator, who is by far the worst. The worst. They, fuck up. <laughs> they fucked up my phone last year and they fucked up the Yeezys. And this is only part one of the fuck up. So. Oh, goodness. They were supposed to arrive Monday. They arrived in Montreal, in whatever, the Montreal depot, wherever they dumped the stuff. And they were supposed to come. They just, then there was no updates. I'm like, oh, okay. And then Tuesday, it said they were out. And they only delivered, um, no, then they just didn't. It said it was out for delivery or whatever. And they just didn't come Tuesday. I'm like, okay, well, as long as it comes Wednesday, because we were leaving on Thursday. So then I got the notification that one was 
uh, delivered. So I assume that meant both of them. They were on the same truck, same address, same name, everything, same company that was shipped from. And there was only one box there. I was like, oh, maybe they put two in one box. And I checked and it was Tiff's pair. And I was like, oh, they didn't get mine. So I'm on the phone to them. I'm chatting to them. They're like, oh, I'm like, this has happened before. And then the driver turns around like it's a driver error. And the driver's supposed to turn around and come back because they fucked up. They said, right. no, 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 they don't do that. So he went back and they were like, oh, <sighs> can come. I'm like, I leave tomorrow, bro. And like I had to make up a story that I desperately needed them. My problem was I don't trust them so badly that I don't know what they would like, what they would do. Because they have to buzz. And if I'm not there, what? Am I supposed to let me Dan, can you just sit in our crib for fucking 48 hours until these dickheads buzz? Like, I was like, this is so impractical. So they ended up arriving. I had to sort of make up a thing that I needed them for this trip, which I didn't. I just needed the, I just didn't want to deal with it. But they ended up arriving. Like, we started packing the car. And we're like, all right, well, hopefully I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sure. Because we had to go. We had other things to do. So we, I, I went and dropped one load of like stuff to the car and then went back in and checked and they just happened to be sitting there. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, okay. The fuck? So I got the shoes and I was like, okay, I felt super relieved. This is from <laughs> Adidas, right? Very reputable company. I, and you can see where this is going here. I didn't even look at the box. I didn't check the size. So oh, I fucking opened the box. I'm like, oh, cool. They look, put them on. I'm like, oh, he's a bit tight. Like, all right, cool, whatever, though. Maybe they all fit different. Cool, cool. Cut the tag off. Off we go. Fucking, I ended up, like, well, hang on. I'm trying to think what I need, what I should say. Because I told Adidas one thing and I did a different thing. But let's just say I wore them around <laughs> Airbnb for a bit. And I, but my feet were getting, like, numb inside the shoes. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, then I checked the size. The size said 12 on the shoe. I didn't have the box on it. I need a 12 and a half. So now I'm trying to, they said so they sent me the wrong fucking shoe. So now I'm in like an argument with Adidas to try and get them to give me the size that they paid for. So I had to send pictures of them and stuff. And the only thing is I cut the little tag off because I just took them and went. So yeah, yeah. fucking They're whole thing. Crazy, dude. Whole thing. I just want to whole thing for the drip, the drip adventures of Seafeasy. <laughs> the drip adventures. I like that. Oh, or just drip ventures. That, should, that could be a podcast. Drip ventures. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. You like that? I'll take partial credit for that. Yeah. It's tell <clears throat> stories about drip issues. Anyway, I just wanted to get Man. that out of my chest. Yeah. I'm, I'm annoyed as fuck and I just have to deal with that. Well, I just feel like it's like constant dealing with things. I'm glad you feel better though. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Do you want to tell me for you, mate? Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Well, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. Hopefully, Adidas are cool and honor what they're supposed to do. Uh, and uh, replace them bitches, you know? Because they were like, sorry, but not, they, they initially was like, sorry, not everyone can have Yeezys. They're very limited edition. I'm like, oh, okay, you didn't even geez. read what the fuck I said. I think, you think I don't know that? I'm just trying, I bought the wrong size yeah, and I'm able to swap it over. Shut the fuck up. I know how it works. <laughs> so I had to like go in. Come on, I'm like, oh my goodness. Anyways. they brand new. Yeah, exactly. Like they're brand new. The only thing was that I snipped off the fucking uh, tag like an idiot because I should have looked. But I know why would you look? It's Adidas. So you don't have to worry. They've never done it before. They've never had an issue. Not once have I got mm. the wrong size for any of the things I bought from them. Uh, dickheads. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell your pizza story, Dan, or are you not interested in sharing that one? I thought uh, my pizza story. It's pretty good. Story. Okay. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to tell the the version which I told. <laughs> I like that we'll have versions of stuff. You know the vibes. <laughs> the, the, 
the, oh, you can't. the right version, the, the non-incriminating version. There you go. Um, that's, that's what you need. So I was version. cooking. I, I was cooking. I think yesterday or a couple of days ago. It was on. And, um, I think it was. Hey, what day is it? I think it was like. It was Friday. on Friday. I think. It was yeah, Thursday or Friday. Okay, Friday. Friday. And I had no intention of eating a takeout, like I said, I was just cooking or whatever. And I hear a knock on my door whilst I was cooking. And then it was a delivery driver and he gave me a pizza. And he just walked away and goes, Messi. And I was like, thank you. And then, like, he just left. And, like, I didn't want to question it because, like, I have no reason to think that, like, it's pizza, you know? Maybe he, I don't know. I was very confused. I was thinking, like, why did he give me a pizza? But then I knocked on my neighbor's doors and everything, and I called the pizza company. No one was claiming it. The pizza company wasn't giving me the address or anything. So then I was like, okay, so I have a free pizza here. What, well, I'm thinking in my head, what do I do? So then I gave it away, basically. And, and eventually... Like a <laughs> I was good, I'm a good Samaritan. I tried my hardest. and like, It's not my fault that I got delivered. <laughs> she had the wealth. Yeah, like yeah, share the, share the pepperoni. Exactly that. Like you gotta be crazy to think someone would, would give me a free pizza and I'd just not take it. That would be ridiculous. And then so then I was messaging Craig about it and uh flipping then he sends me a screenshot like thirty minutes later from our <laughs> Facebook group from the apartment building. And then I need to find the actual quote, what the woman said. Let me let me just Oh find yeah, it it's phone. worth reading it out because she was a little unhappy. So there was a picture of my door with a pizza outside. And then it goes, thanks to the person on the seventh floor who stole my pizza, left unattended for five minutes. Ha, ha, ha. Hope you get diarrhea. Fucking cheap ass. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wait, I didn't steal your pizza. I got given your pizza. It's not my fault they gave me a pizza. I didn't know. I tried my hardest to find the person, the right for owner. And then I messaged her saying, yo, like, I have your pizza, like, but I gave it away. I'm sorry. Like, do you want me to buy a new one? And then she replied the day after saying, look, it's, you don't need to worry. I was just angry because I was hungry. Like, it's not that deep. I got my money back from Uber Eats anyway. It's angry indeed. That is very hangry. So I was like, okay. But yeah, basically, moral of the story is if you get given a free pizza. Um, don't eat it. Don't give it well, away. Think, think twice before you give it away. Yeah. Maybe. I'd still, I'd take another one if someone, if someone knocks my door right now, I'd take another pizza. So, no, and it's not no. my fault. They, they gave it to me. Man's just hungry. Man's and you tried. I tried. I tried. You tried, so bro. I didn't try. So. <laughs> I had to. When I saw that shit, yo, I was. I thought that was so funny. Like I was like, "Fuck, man, Dan's about to go to war on his floor." I'm like, all right, I can't believe it. I would, it was, have, I would have warned her straight away. Yeah, yeah. She had no chance. Right away. No, she, oh. no chance. Oh. We, we lost? No, she was going so well. It was doing really well. He was going for like a good half hour, though. Yeah. Okay, so good maybe it isn't, uh, maybe it isn't the, um, what do you call it? Firefox thing. Firefox thing. Can you hear us, Nosh? Really? No, that's a, that's a Chrome thing. That's a Chrome error right there. That's a Chrome error. So the, the, did the browser crash? I uh, noticed the ecam crashed again. All right. Well, I reached out to them to tech support. We might even have to look for an alternative, which I'm completely <coughs> down to replace this. Offer. Yeah, we'll talk about it because, yeah, it's if it's fucking up. It says you've muted yourself, Nurse. You did that on purpose. Yeah, coughing. 
Oh, sorry, dude. I wasn't sure if you like knocked it and stuff. Okay, beauty. Wow, you're exposing him. You're exposing him. I know. So, well, no, he's being a respectful gentleman, oh, bro. I'm out here trying to be polite for the audio listeners. You know what I mean? Like, for everybody. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to hear my fucking dumbass cough because I'm smoking on a, on a splinky splinkle. I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. So, I like to call it. yes, Mazel, do you want to move on and we'll talk about uh, Virgil? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, that was a, a pretty crazy one. I saw it on, I think it was on Twitter or. Uh, Twitter or Instagram this morning, um, or this afternoon, really. And it said he, he passed away, and he said he had a rare heart, a cancer of the heart that he didn't tell anybody mm. about, just like Chadwick. And um, kind of, you know, just wanted to work and do his thing. So it's pretty fucked up, man. Like, I, I can't pretend like I, I never owned off-white stuff or, you know, like, whatever. But I always appreciated his contribution to the culture. It seemed like he was... And this is an interesting thing when people like that pass, right? Because you might be like, right now, if if this, if we didn't, if this didn't happen, I could be like, yo, like, yes, he's a significant part of the culture. He is come from from hip hop, ended up, you know, being the main men's designer, I believe, for Louis and and all that stuff, you know, which is a huge thing that he has achieved. And then when someone like this passes, and you see the impact, and all these different people are just losing their shit online, and it's like that's like wow, like you. I feel like Nipsey was one of those ones when he when he passed. He was just like fuck. Like I didn't know that like everyone fucked with you that hard. Type of thing. Yeah, you get to see the magnitude of their influence and their like you know their everything their discography or their arts of work or pieces of work. It's like exactly yeah, it really gives you a perspective of what they've done. It's crazy, eh? Yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, Sean P was a bit like that as well. I didn't expect as many people to be like devastated about that but that made me feel really good that there's a lot of people because it's like you know the whole thing about like drink champs does like giving people their flowers while they're still here because it's like people are always more talking about it after you after you go so you don't really get to hear it so i don't know we i feel like we should uh run through whatever information we have and dan pulled up a little thing about some of the work that he did because i know personally tiff and i were surprised today looking at the stuff that he did like i didn't realize he did so much stuff um, it's almost like if you just sort of see the people that are posting about him, you're like, oh, fuck, like, this is crazy. And all of these individuals are, are talking about um, what he did for them. So and his his reach was so wide and so diverse. It's like almost mm. unlike anybody else, like from, from music to fashion to art to probably architecture because he studied architecture. That was his start. Um, mm. Yeah, do you want to maybe run, start, like drive that down and just uh, run through Yeah, so... Double uh, XL released uh, an article about hit, uh, every album cover he worked on, and he did. This is the list: Kanye West, Jesus, um, The Throne, Watch the Throne, yes, uh, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, amazing, classic, Kid Cudi, Wizard, not bad, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, Love is, Ra- Love is Rage Two. Uh, he hmm. did West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. Did uh, ASAP Rocky, Long Live ASAP. That's cool. Okay. Pray for Paris one is so cool as well. That one is like such a good. That's so sick. Yeah, uh, he really did the cool. Pop Smoke shoot for the stars, Aim for the Moon, which is quite cool. He did one for Octavian, Octavian Spaceman, Two Chains based on the true story, and um, Kanye West 808s and Heartbreak. Oh, yeah, no, there's even more. There is, there is even more. Uh, Pusha T, My Name is My Name. Wow. Uh, 
Big Sean Dark Sky Paradise. That's a cool one. Damn. And uh, the Kanye West Presents Good Music Cruel Summer. That was yeah, that's kinda of like Watch the Throne ish. Yeah, yeah. Even just yeah, yeah I just found exactly. a little like a like a tweet that just had all like the gay out. Yeah, proper fantasy proper. throne. Don't know what this is. It's like it's Uzi Vert and it's like this other off white stuff, which we'll talk about off white in a sec, but Yeah, I didn't recognize yeah. that one. Which is pretty <laughs> I was trying to just find uh his um his they had a nice um like the family thing i wanted to see the the family thing um i'm just even going through here i guess we'll probably talk about even stuff as far as like you know Hayley Bieber's wedding dress he did and wow for her which is kind of crazy and shit and she was super oh i did too death too was part of the bottom oh that's actually kind of cool that's dope oh the dress wow that's kind of fire yeah that's kind of dope actually i didn't see that so I don't know. Do you want to maybe run through what you found, Dan? Did you find um, his sort of like a, what's the word on it? History or whatever? Like, yeah. So it says uh, so he owns Off White, obviously. Yeah. But then it was first founded as Pyrex Vision, founded in Milan in 2012 as Pyrex Vision by Virgil Abloh. Okay. And uh, it says Off White has collaborated with brand brands and designers such as Nike, Levi. Uh, Jimmy Choo, Ikea, Montclair, Browns, Essence, Sunglasses Heart Champion, Evian, Converse, Dr. Martins. Damn. Uh, so many. The list is endless. Uh, Barney's New money, York, eh? Umbro, Crazy. Timberland, ASAP Rocky he collabed with, um, Cohen Frost. So loads of different loads of different artists and uh, brands that he actually worked with. So mm. he did a lot. He definitely did a lot, which is quite mad. And even like the way that he approached the stuff, there's this photo here. You see, he's like, he's got like a white out pen and he's whiting out the stripe, the swoosh. Oh. And I think a lot of his work stemmed from like just using the Sharpie to write, you know, the, the quotes being his main thing, like, which was super dope and strange, but it became a thing. Very cool. Mm. So then I think he started, from what I understood, the off-white, the Pyrex vision was a bit more of a, uh, what do you call it, like repurposing versus like a straight fashion thing because he was like taking Thorin polos and champion hoodies and things like that. This is what I read anyway. And then, you know, added the words Pyrex and usually a number and a bunch of other shit to it. Like he could have like, that's what someone said. His genius wasn't really creating new silhouettes. It was more, more about editing existing work and repurposing and changing it, which is nothing wrong with. But I feel like people were saying that about him as if it was a negative thing. Um, they do that with the producers all the time. Yeah. And there's like exactly that's like sampling, right? And that's a, yeah. a good point. People don't really think about that as far as like what does it mean like why is it um you know why is it negative if, you, if it's in fashion but it's positive if it's if it's sample or whatever but there are a lot of people talking shit about samples too so so much shit it's more shit than good yeah yeah um and even just scanning through i just searched his name just his first name on twitter just doing a search and there's so many um different people that are tweeting about him it's fucking like literally should like it's got back-to-back title chicago bulls bts like the korean pop band 
before that oh, Apple wow. Music, <clears throat> Valentino. Uh, you know, but like there's so many different people that are tweeting about him or posting about it, which is fascinating to me. That that's you know what he he's actually influenced. Like imagine having that much of a crazy influence on so many different things. It's, it's so wild. Um, that's crazy. So many brands that Dan listened before. Yeah. Black. Let me find the. Um, I'm gonna find the proper thing. I was I thought I'd just come across it if I searched his name, but I guess not. Um, he had a a proper thing from his family, which was pretty nice to to see that. Um, they actually posted it on his account, so I might as well read this. This is interesting. Uh, we are devastated to announce the passing of our beloved Virgil Abloh, a fiercely devoted father, husband, son, brother, and friend. He is survived by his loving wife Shannon, and his children Lo and Gray, and his sister Edwina, and his parents Ni and Eunice, and numerous dear friends and colleagues. For over two years, Virgil valiantly battled a rare, aggressive form of cancer, cardiac angiosarcoma. He chose to endure his battle privately since his diagnosis in 2019, undergoing numerous challenging treatments, all while helming several significant institutions that span fashion, art, and culture. Through it all, his work ethic, infinite curiosity, and optimism never wavered. Virgil was driven by his dedication to his craft and to his mission to open doors for others and create pathways to greater, for greater equality in art and design. He often said, everything I do is for the 17-year-old version of myself, believing deeply in the power of art to inspire future generations. We thank you all for your love and support, and we ask for privacy as we grieve and celebrate Virgil's life. And it's September 30th, 1980 to November 28th, 2021. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah. That's pretty wild, wild, man. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fucked up. So um, was there other stuff that you had there, Dan, to talk more about like the brands and shit? Uh, let me just check this. Let me see if there's anything else. So if they go like deep into the brand, but I don't think they go deep into it. it. Says blah blah blah. In August 2019, Jose Nevers, the owner of Farfetch, purchased New Guards Group, the parent organization of Off White, for 625 million dollars. So it was a uh, it was worth quite a lot. It's a couple but bucks, in terms hey. of yeah, it's a couple couple bucks, but um. In terms of, they didn't really go much into the actual collaboration side. It gives me a list of all the brands he collabed with. And uh, uh, let me see if there's anything else. They made a sneaker collection collaborating with Nike, Jordan's Converse, uh, making Air Maxes, Air Force Ones, Nike Blazers. Mm. Uh, that was in 2017, which I remember when they actually released that, which is amazing. Yeah, and. In 2017, the company collaborated with Champion, developing 16 items of clothing, including tracksuits, hoodies, fleeces, and T-shirts. And in in that same year, he collaborated with ASAP Rocky with his label AWGE, which is interesting. And uh, in 2018, the company partnered with Jimmy Choo to create a summer-slash-spring collection inspired by Lady Diana. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, In 2018, the company collaborated with IKEA on furniture. Jeez. Which I never that's the that. weirdest one for sure. Let me look Very at who, So that's Off White, yeah? Off White IKEA Furniture Collab. Oh, I'm going to try and find that and um, show that to the screen while, you, while you're talking there. Yes. Oh my God, they've got them on 20... StockX. Really? Oh my God. It's a rug. a rug. Hang on, I'm just going to grass. No, it's not a grass thing. Keep off? Yes. Oh my God. Crazy, there's two of them. Oh my god, yeah, that's hilarious. 
and there's uh, you know not not super cheap there if you look at that five grand. I think and I've seen a lot of people. Sorry, just to mention that. Fuck yeah, a you. lot of people. Thirty six hundred euros for the keep off rug. Yes, and there's even other ones that says like the, there's a blue one that says like this is the other ones on the on the thing there. See different ones. It's blue, gray. Just catch it out. Um, people were begging uh, IKEA to not. No, sorry. Wow. People were begging StockX to not let them put the prices up because people, all the people <laughs> who are resellers are about to like fucking make a fortune of this shit. Bastards, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So people were trying to avoid that. What bastards? Yeah. Anyway. Hustle. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Sorry, Dan. Go for it. Um, he was cal- uh, collaborating with Sunglasses Hut with a unisex line of sunglasses called For Your Eyes Only. Interesting. Um, the collab essence was just a wide, wide range of different workout clothes. Um, what else have we got here? Nothing here. Uh, the company collaborated with the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago to create a new blue color of the Air Force One. Very interesting. No, I know that one. My friend got the fake of that. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh. But then, yeah, that was like one of the most recent collabs he did in 2019. But other than that, yeah, there's not really much else. Oh, wait, in 2021, blah, 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 Louis Vuitton announced it'll be taking a 60% stake in Off-White. Oh, wow. This year. This year, yeah, so July twenty twenty one. After he became the uh, the the the, the creative director of Louis Vuitton, okay, which is fucking yeah. amazing. Anyway, sorry, continue. So yeah, they they bought sixty percent off uh, Virgil, and Virgil got to keep the remaining forty, which is mad. Yeah, man. I guess it made sense. He was worth yeah. well, then they can. I mean, look, Jay sold half of uh, Ace of Spades to Juice to, to oh. the same group. Um obviously people trust them for luxury brands and stuff, but also it's like, if you think about their reach, their distribution, their deals that they have, that they can just make everything cheaper and you'd be able to do more with it. Uh, it you know, you're probably going to end up making more because you're only going to be able to get the full value. You know, it's better to have 40% of something that's worth billions as opposed to the whole thing and something that's worth a few hundred million. Mm. Fuck, you know? So I no, see. Right, right. um, okay. So that was, so he started, the Py- Pyrex thing, this was all in a pretty short amount of time from what I understand. Like I'm talking like probably- Yeah, it was like from 2012 to now. Just less than 10 years. That's pretty insane. It actually kind of makes you feel like you ain't doing shit with your life. It's incredible. Someone doing this. Um, so he started the Pyrex in 2012. And then mm-hmm. that sort of, was that brand was defunct or he just sort of changed it to Off-White? It was just a rebrand, yeah. Just a okay. rebrand. And changed what he was doing with the products. Yeah, exactly that. Mm. Okay. And then exactly that. when was the Louis Vuitton thing? Was that like 2018 or 19? Uh, let me see when he became... When did Virgil become creative director? Google has all the answers. Here we go. On your juge. Uh, juge. No, get the juge out. <laughs> You're fucked. That's a real story. We should yeah. tell that one time. Uh, actually, In 2018. Yeah, 20, 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I just saw this. I was on Kanye's story, and that says uh, Donda Live. Then you visit the link, and it says that. Oh. So no I guess he's – I thought there was like a Sunday at the top kind of says, but Sunday like service. a Sunday service, yeah. 
today, so maybe they made the whole thing uh, for him. I guess there's nothing else here. That doesn't, there's no video playing or anything like that. Oh, he was mm. a creative director of Donda as well. So, I mean, like, I thought Kanye might have made wow. a statement. He was one of the few who haven't made a statement yet, but I imagine he was probably the closest to him. So it's probably the, it's probably fucked up. He's going through enough right now. And then, uh, yeah. And I imagine he probably was aware. I imagine probably told the people he was directly working with and stuff about his sickness and shit. Which is kind of crazy. I don't even know. Mm. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Um, I saw Drake posted about it. It looks like him and Drake had, they, he did a real nice post and stuff. Um, there was a bunch of shit there that, that like it's just it was just kind of blew me away. That's the main thing today, anyway. That blew me away it was just the volume of people. The response, the yeah, love. man. I just don't think that you know everybody. I don't think people realize maybe like how much of an impact. And I imagine he's in the he's the type of dude who's been is aware of the impact that he had. But maybe because it spans so many different things that. And you know yeah. he he was a, the butt of a joke last summer with the you know keep it two Virgils thing, which is mm-hmm. pretty funny in hindsight still because people weren't clowning him saying he's a piece of shit or anything. It was just like obviously he if you looked at it for more than three seconds, you'd realize he was just doing the social media thing matching, and he donated a lot more than than the fifty dollars, whatever the fuck. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know he he copped it pretty hard, unfortunately for that, which. Uh, wasn't really fair on him, but social media isn't the fairest fucking thing. In the no, world. yeah, the county place. You know, those who know know. So I don't think people really held that. Was there anything else in his career to to speak on um, there at all, Dan? That you had other than the collabs, I I didn't have anything else on my side. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to see what else I found. I should have probably saved a bunch of posts and stuff, but I found like a whole bunch of shit. Um, on the uh, on the what's it called on Instagram here as well, but I'm just trying to scan see if I came up with stuff. But yeah, look, it just seems like it's it's in a pretty miserable time for humanity. You know, I guess he was bringing joy and creativity and inspiring people was the main thing I saw. People were inspiring because he was he didn't come from shit. He was just a dude. He wasn't from money or having connections or anything like that. He was just a dude and, you know, it's more inspiring when someone who didn't have all of that gets to come up and and make that much of an impact. So for him to do that exactly. and have the biggest people in the world in every industry that he touched, like, be devastated, I don't know, that's pretty, I guess that's a sign of a life well lived, I, I imagine. You know? Mm. So I agree. It's going to be interesting the more the more that comes out about it. Uh, over time and stuff, um, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll learn more about him, and maybe there'll be more stuff in the next uh, few pods or whatever the fuck. As you know, as think because like it only happened today, so even by the time this goes live, you might even know more. Um, mm, true, very true. Yeah, man, fucked up, sad times. Uh, it's even more fucked up right now. I, I I've been listening to the podcast. It's a series called Mogul through. Um, Gimlet, and I think it's either Spotify or Complex. I think it might be Spotify. But the first season was, um, I just feel like I've been like focused on a lot of sad deaths recently. So the first season was uh, was on Chris Lighty, which was already a sad thing. And it was narrated by um, Combat Jack, who also passed from cancer a few years ago. So then season two was about two live crew. So I listened to, I heard the first season and I'm, 
Like I'm enjoying all these little, you know, 45 minute podcasts. I have like six episodes in this series and shit. And then they had an episode. Yes, digestible and it's a narrative. I like the narrative that tells the story along the way rather than just like, you know, these type of things are cool. Like like this is random stuff. Like this type of podcast, I listen to that too, but I've been enjoying these narrative ones a bit more. So then they had this episode between the second season that was just on him and it was like he had, you know, chats with the producer of that and had, he was getting sicker and it was interviewing everyone in his life of that, leading up to his death. And I didn't realize all everything he did because he was a lawyer um, for Jay-Z and for all sorts of motherfuckers. Like he was a big hip-hop lawyer in the 90s and then he ended up hating it and um, moved into like it was like podcasting before podcasts. Like he's like the godfather of sort of hip hop culture podcasts and interviews and stuff. But no one could interview like him because he'd lived it. He'd been in the game. He did all this stuff. So he did a really, you know, he was a super inspirational guy. So that was sad. Then I just, I literally today just finished um, the DJ Screw season of Mogul. And that's, you know, talking, and the, the episode I was listening to today was he, it was the death episode, how he died and stuff. I just feel like I've just been listening to all this fucking death shit lately. I was like, you know, very talented, very cool. That's crazy. And uh, then seeing this today, I'm like, man, I probably need to back the fuck away from this shit for a bit because it's just sad. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be around it all. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah, it's hard to watch that shit uh, over and over. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, when it pops up, you know, consistently over a few weeks, but yeah, you can't be uh, watching it too, too, too much. Yeah, I'm gonna have to move on to some comedy podcasts. I think uh, after this one. Yeah, a couple, couple uh, giggles will, will sort you out. Yep. So we should uh, we'll, we'll keep it a little more giggly for this pod. Now we've got the uh, the saddest shit out the way. So um, one thing I wanted to do, just because I had it here, was because I was on Kanye's Instagram looking for anything about Virgil, and he had the post. This is something we didn't talk about last week. I think we just forgot, but. We didn't even talk about the Drake and, and Kanye, um, what's the, uh, re- reconcile, reconciliation because of Jay Prince. They're so, all buddies. Say that again. You just broke up. They're, they're all, they're all buddies again. Yes. So I don't know if you guys all saw this. This was, it was just in time for last week, but I think we just had too much shit on the pod and we just didn't get to it. So basically, you know, we all know that Kanye and Drake have been, um, jabbing each other pause for a while. And then on the Drink Champs podcast, Kanye expanded on that and was explaining it. I think we talked about that uh, here where Kanye was talking about exactly, you know, drinks, given the directions, like, you know, you pull it to the light, whatever, on the sicko mode joint and actually talking about the, the distance from his house to Kanye's house in, in, in that song that was a hit. It's like, imagine this guy you've been like trading shots with for all these years every party you go to, they play a fucking song or everywhere you go, you kind of avoid it because it felt like he was like, he was like constantly trolling me. He would be always, you know, sliding in the DMs of my wife and all the other people around or my family, sisters-in-law and blah, blah, blah. Like, so Jay Prince, obviously it's close to Kanye for whatever reason. And he was, he had a part in putting Drake on. So Jay Prince made, this is what was weird. Jay Prince had this video with him and Kanye and Kanye was reading off a phone, but it looked like, like a hostage video because the way Kanye was reading, it was mad awkward. Did y'all see that one? Huh. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, you saw it? Um, yeah. yeah. You know what? I have it right here. Hey, Drake Prince. I'm making this video to address all Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Myself and Drake. Uh, 
Drake and Shaz each other, and it's time to put it to rest. I'm asking Drake on December 7th to join me on stage as a special guest to share the two biggest hours of the year, live in Los Angeles, with the ultimate purpose being to free Larry Hoover. I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Is that just awkward as fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was mad awkward. And then two posts later, that's at Drake's house in Toronto. Huh. So Drake had this um, event at his crib. Oh, and then this. And that's the event. And now the Larry Hoover show has Drake and Kanye. And people were talking about the, um, the prices. Some of the ticket prices are like seven and a half grand. For like the, oh, the front row ones and shit, it's pretty crazy. So Drake had this like party at his house, and and uh, Chappelle was performing there, and there was just like all these people. So all of a sudden, like both Kanye and Drake were posting. Like from that, that was a picture that they both kind of posted different versions of that. Dave Chappelle was talking about how like you know important it is for these two people to sort of you know sort their shit out because he's friends with them both and stuff. And then Drake posted that, the Dave Chappelle thing. And then there was like this video of him and Kanye, like as if like their heads were like, jam- like right on next to each other, like jamming and singing along to it. And he was filming it. And I was like, wow, y'all like really went from zero to a hundred on that shit. Like, like fuck you type shit to like, now we're like hanging out drunk and, and, and singing and shit. Yeah, like, that's, that's weird. So. I was going to be careful of that shit. Mm, um, particularly because look, obviously we're, you know, Ye is the goat, but you know, he's a volatile man. And uh, yeah. you know, got to be cautious of of how he's going to respond. But anyway, it was just an interesting thing we didn't get to touch on last time, as far as like mm. what it meant. So, did you, do you guys think that the, there's anything weird about that? Do you think they'll be how, or is it like just a matter of time before they're beefing again? Like, what do you what do you reckon? I think it's swept under the rug now. But yes, yeah, it's just weird the way they've done it. But like, yeah, it, I definitely know beef again. You don't think so? Nah. I doubt it. Not much time for that. Yeah, I guess it goes. We're, we're definitely going to see some good songs out of it, though. They might get some uh, some collabs going on. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Do you reckon they will? Do you think they'll collab? Because that would be dope. I think so, yeah. I think so. Then they'll make some money yeah, together, and then they might actually be friends after that. Yeah, that's a fair point. I know that they did work together a lot back in the day. Like, you know, Kanye directed the... Um, What's it called? Find Your Love or whatever? Yeah, the joint in Jamaica from the first album. Mm. Um, No, and he did the fucking, um, I think he produced that, but he did the video for Best I Ever Had, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, video for Best I Ever Had. Okay, yeah. He did that song with, um, was Rihanna on it? Um, No, what was the big one? Forever. I want to shit forever. You know, with with the Eminem and Wayne. Yeah, and Travis Barker. Yes, exactly. So that one Big was, change. yeah, so that, look, they've done it. And there's probably a million other things that they've done. I know that Drake wrote true, yeah. some stuff for some, from like for the Yay album or for, wasn't for Don. Life of Pablo as well. Pablo as well. That's the other one. Thank you. Yeah, we can't so, see know, what the, the, I think it's the music that comes off. out of it, but hopefully they become buddies again and like everything's all hunky-dory because, mm. I mean, shit, they're really too powerful motherfuckers. They shouldn't really be beefing because they can do better good together than apart. You know what I mean? So it makes sense well. Yep. No, you make complete sense. I think I agree. Uh, it's like, particularly, I think in light of something like this shit for Virgil, where 
both of them were close to him and you just kind of like, yeah, fuck, man. Like, life's too short for the last shit, you know? I mean, it's really yeah. not that serious, so. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting time, man. So I thought that was an interesting thing just to at least bring up. Um, bit of a pivot for both of those guys. Uh, heavily nominated in the Grammys. They released the Grammy nominations. Um, I'm going to bring this up here. I have Hip Hop by the Numbers. Shouts to y'all. They did a, 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 a graphic with just the rappers, but it's not a complete thing like i'd rather read out the for all the different ones that we care about um for the, there's a decent amount of stuff here well wow, record of the year has like eight million fucking songs uh, nominated so like i'll just read out the different stuff here so the record of the year is i guess the song of the year mm-hmm. and they brought in a new thing this year where specifically the and i don't know if this has always happened but the engineers uh, mixers, mastering engineers, recording producers, writers, everyone gets the Grammy now if the artist wins it. So like if Fantastic. you it, and it wasn't always that way apparently. So that's pretty dope. Actually. That sounds great. So for the record of song of the year, the ones that are the ones that we care about, uh, Peaches, Bieber featuring uh, Daniel Caesar and Gibeon. Um, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring Scissor. That's a good look for Scissor. Um, Lil Nas X and Montero joint and Silk Sonic leave the door open which is pretty fucking cool perfect um, album of the year we know what's up Justin Bieber Justice you know that we already know yeah. uh, yeah. just give it just give him the award it's probably gonna be a lot easier uh, Doja yeah. Planet Her um, Her Back of My Mind which Oof. interesting because I, I don't know about um, I saw a bunch of people saying that it was like, they look, look, I fuck with her. She's got some joints, but God damn it. She's got like the most, she's the, got more Grammy nominations. I think than even her age, she's like 24. She's got 23 Grammy noms. So it's just under actually from memory. Wow. So like people were like, she's got some sort of industry plant or she's got some sort of strong connects. Cause you don't get this many nominations for like her album. Yeah. It really yeah, wasn't that great. She's amazing. I think, but I really think the album, this has been the year of mid Albums from amazing artists, I think. Mid AF. Yeah. And she's definitely one for me, which is you know, interesting. Uh, Lil Nas X's Montero album got nominated. Kanye West Donda, but no Drake, CLB. Interesting. No Drake. Oh, so what the difference what's the difference with record of the year and song? Oh, the record of the year is all the mixing and stuff, and song of the year is just the songwriters. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. That's different. Okay, so Song of the Year uh, is almost exactly the same. There's wow. Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. Um, all these people I don't care about. Her, Fight For You. Um, they Kiss Me More, Doja Cat and fucking Scissor. Kiss You uh, More. Silk Sonic, oh, Lisa Dorapin. Lil Nas X, Montero. Peaches, Justin Bieber. Okay. See, I got next. Hey... I don't know if I told you. Did I say it on here? I, I submitted it for the Junos. I know it's probably like a little Proper, um, it? like I, I wonder if it's like a little I think you need a campaign like no one knows in that industry maybe who we all are so I don't know how much weight it would hold because I think it really like if you look at who wins the Junos and I've been a Juno judge before like it's at the category I was in was R&B one so it was like The weekend and all these other names and obviously they're going to get the the weighted votes over the people who are new, even if the album is fire, like the, those ones are going to make it right. So it's yeah. crazy. 
Um, what else we got? Best new artists, as far as the ones that are in our vibe, Baby Keem and uh, the, the, the Kid Leroy, who I'm not huge on, but it's a big look for him. Um, I guess we'll just skip right down to the fucking the rap, eh? Because we're right, yeah. performance. Oh, there's a lot of yeah. There's two different things. Sorry, go. No, you're exactly right. Sorry, I'm trying to just agree with you. Yes, keep talking. Yeah, there's just two like you know, there's best uh, rap performance and best melodic rap performance, which we talked about in a previous episode about that whole category being a thing. Cool. Um, they're fucking stacked. There's lots of names in both of those. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty good. I actually, the, I'm scrolling the Grammys website now, so I'm just going to go through. I, the R&B came up first. Yeah, going to mention it. those, but you were as you said those words, this came up. So the first one is best R&B performance, which mm-hmm. is uh, Snow Allegra lost you. Amazing, um, Justin, Justin Bieber peaches, and, and Biebs obviously gets a lot of the pop nominations, which is interesting. Um, Her damage, great song. Silk Sonic nice. leave the door open again, and Jasmine Sullivan pick up your feelings. That's a that's Ooh. a Stacked one right it's there. It's a heavyweight list right there. Decent. Each one, let's just say who we think should win. Who do you, what, which song would you want to, do you know what? Let me give you guys this link as well. So yeah, so on. The, the hip hop by the numbers list isn't as long as. No, it's not. That's um, that's the reason I, I should have found this, I just texted to you, but I'll add it to the note as well. Flipping um, I put that one just because the, uh, I thought it was interesting because the hip hop by the numbers only pulled the rap shit. Um, I just put it under the new music thing on the note and also texted it. Perfect. <coughs> um, which which um, category were... 17. Just read? Ca- ca- uh, 17. 17. R&B, best R&B performance. Okay. Cool. So look at that again. Which one do you guys think should win out of those ones uh, that read out? Leave, leave the door open. Yeah. Nosh? I, I think. Um, that's a fair... Essentially, that's yeah. I'm just getting my fucking piece of shit phone to work. Um, About to have that new. I guess so. Yeah, it's coming. Pause. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. I don't know. I can't see. I was gonna say the same thing. Fuck it. I can't. Okay. Get it to work. That's alrighty. Uh, lost you. Do you know what I could do? I could do the thing where I'm sharing the screen. Do we do, is it worth doing? Oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Show the screen. Could do that. Yeah, so that everyone could just see it on the thing. Can you guys see it when I share the screen? Yep. All right, let me see how that looks. There we go. Oh, oh amazing. Oh, there it is. Okay, oh, yeah, me, sweet. Let me just uh, go through here. All right, that's fine. Okay, so that's this one. I, I would love to see Snow Allegra win, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think that would be pretty fire. This one here is interesting, right? Traditional R&B performance. Um, so I Need You by John Batiste. Don't know who that is. BJ the Chicago Kid, PJ Morton, Kenyon Dixon featuring Oof. Charlie Be Real, Bring It On Home To Me. Leon Bridges featuring Robert Glasper, Born Again, Her Fight For You, and Lucky Day featuring Yeah But How Much Can A Heart Take. So I wonder what the difference is, eh? Like traditional? Because like her is in both. How can she be in both if they're supposed to be different? It's the same song different. Or, or instrumental traditional different. R&B recordings. Yeah, but it's a different song, Nosh, as you were saying. Fight for you, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the different. album was Damage. Damage. So traditional, like all of these people to me are all modern as fuck. Like BJ Chicago Kid is modern. I know Leon. Is it because it's like with a band? Maybe. Like with a full. Yeah. That's interesting. Like Lucky Day is modern as fuck. Like I don't really. Absolutely. I don't really know what's up with that, to be honest. Some music all had a band. It says like for new vocal or instrumental. Okay. 
See, this all, it's the exact same thing for new vocal or instrumental R&B or traditional, traditional R&B. R&B. So who even knows? It's kind of weird. Weird. So, I, don't, I mean, look, I don't know. I have to probably hear all those songs, but maybe Lucky Day would be a good oh. one because <clears throat> he's the guy. Jacob Collier wrote Good Days or was part of the writing team. Crazy. Uh, for Oh, Scissors Joint. Yeah, okay. Well, that's the next, next category. Sorry, I was just like, that name Sorry. popped up because I've been seeing him on uh, Instagram, fucking immaculate uh, music theorist and is a singer and a multi-instrumentalist. He's a bit of a cunt, actually, how good he is. Oh, I hate that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's okay. so good. And uh, his name's probably up on songwriting shit too, which is super cool. What a mad cunt. Well, speaking of that, this one's saying it's, it's called Best R&B Song and it's a Songwriter's Award, which is pretty dope. Cool. So this is all them yeah, to you. Letting everybody. Excellent. Yeah, which is very nice. I guess this is how they differentiate. You got Her, Damage, Scissor, Good Days, which is a great song. Uh, Giving On, Heartbreak Anniversary, Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open. Jesus, they're going to they're gonna take some home, I hope. And then Jasper yeah. Calvin, Pick Up Your Feelings. Thoughts on this? Silk Sonic going to clean up? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think so. Because like Immaculate, like I love uh, Mr. Brandon Anderson is my absolute dog. So what does he do? That's fucking Anderson Park, Anderson Park. Oh, fuck. I thought he's name with Anderson. His name is no. Brandon? Well, That's just hilarious. Like, I did not know that. <clears throat> yeah, he's the man. So I oh, want Brando. him to heavy. All right, Brando. Fucking let's go, man. Brando. Um, best progressive R&B album. So this is 51% of playing time is newly recorded progressive vocal tracks derivative of R&B. Weird, but okay. Yeah, so we've got... <laughs> Eric Bellinger, at least Light. 51%. Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. These fucking stupid ass measures. It's very strange. The whites, um, the, old, the old whites. That, that's probably what it is, to be honest. And the rule, rules. They're ridiculous. We got Corey Henry, something to say. Hiatus Coyote, Mood Valiant, Lucky Day Table for Two, Dinner Party Dessert from Terrace Martin, Rubber Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamazi Washington, and studying Ooh. abroad extended stay from Masego. So, I mean, that's a great look for like, you know, Lucky's Day's got a couple uh, nominations. Hiatus Cody from Australia. Masego is G. It's nice to see him get Ooh. a uh, nomination. I feel like you can't really go wrong with any of these. I don't yeah, know the who bottom, the bottom three is like what I'm tossing between pause. But like, that's, that's a hard list to choose from, mate. All right? It's pretty solid. Yes. I'd like to see Lucky Day take that one. Though. That, that table for two is. Fun. That would be good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that that or uh, just because of the lineup, the dinner party dessert. It's pretty crazy. It's ridiculous. It's got all my you know legends on there. Hundred percent. And then we've got album. best R and B album, which is the same but fifty one percent playing time of new R and B recordings. So we've got Snow Allegra, Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies. John Baptiste, We Are, Leon Bridges, Gold Diggers Sound, Her Back of My Mind, and Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. Ooh, shit. You know what? I would probably be leaning towards Jasmine because she is genius. Jasmine or her for me. Mm, Otherwise, Snow, but Snow, to be honest, this is another. She's been my fave for years. And like I discovered yeah. her pretty early on, and uh, her shit. Thanks, like, so, I, thanks to Selection, actually. Thanks to Selection, I think they put me on to uh, what was the joint with Vic Mensa? That one, Cold. Exactly. That joint, and then the album feels. But the this album, I was like, I listened to it a bunch. It's got a bunch of joints, but just like all my other faves this year, just a letdown. I don't like saying it, but just everybody shit was mid, and I tried so hard to like it. I'm like, it's. 
I want to love it. I'm just yeah. So I'd let it know. Maybe Jasmine might be the best. What do you guys okay. reckon? Honestly, hmm. uh, yeah, it's either her or Jasmine. So uh, I'll have to flip a coin for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, or, or I could have to like have a quick listen and I could tell you next week. But I don't know. It's definitely a flip. It well, was amazing to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. So now we're on to the rap performances or the rap uh, uh, fucking um, awards. Why am I saying it like that? Category. Categories. Thank you, sir. The yeah, first one here is best rap performance. And this is what you were talking about just before, Nosh, because the next one's best melodic rap. So the best rap performance, Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties. That is weird because that shit just came out and that's been nominated, but okay. Um, yeah. we got- A lot of this is really new. Not yeah, really. right? Is it, you're, you're so right, actually. We've got Cardi That's B incredible. up. J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Moray, My Life. Drake featuring Future and Young Thug, Way Too Sexy. And Megan Thee Stallion, Thought Shit. Like, these were all done within the last few months for the most part, I think. Yeah, it's really weird. Except maybe the Megan Thee Stallion. Very, very hasty. Yeah. Up, Cardi and Meg would, were earlier in the summer, I think. But the rest of these were all in the last few months. Huh. It's a, it's a weird uh, thing. I, I Honestly, most of those songs kind of shit me, so I probably have to – can I jump in with what I think? Is that too early? Oh, please. No, no. That was, was my next question. Yeah, like I'd probably have to go with J. Cole because he's the most quality out of them all, even though I'm not a fan of 21 Savage. Um, but the Drake song, Way Too Sexy, pissed me off. Megan's telling him not, like, not massive on. Cardi B, that song's annoying as shit. I don't really recall the Family Ties song, but, yeah, I'd have to go with J. Cole in that category. I agree. Mm. Oh, it's between Jay Cole and uh, Baby Kim. Oh, you don't know nah, the Drizzly. No, nah. nah, that, that Drizzly's not even like top five on the album. Like, wow. it's all right. All right. But oh, wow. It's either between the Jay Cole tune, because Jay Cole and 21 Savage are like as good as Drake in the future. Probably not that as Oh, good, my like, goodness. They are <laughs> such a good duo. They're You're upsetting as good as, um, good as outcomes. Turn, turn it up, man. Turn it up. No, 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 J. Cole and Tony Savage are as good as Outcast. And, um. Whoa. Oh, come on. See, back me up. What's the fuck? Come I'm going to let him talk. I'm going to let the young in talk. No, no, okay, no, no. But that one's not as bad because I think Drake and Future are oh, better evidence than Outcast. and reasoning. I, I think Drake and Future are better than Outcast. I think them two are as good as Outcast. Oh, my God. Um, as an, as a collective entity. Different, different times. Yeah, it's a good point. Different times. Mm. But I think uh, Family Ties is the best tune. Oh, this one. Okay. I think that deserves it. Fair enough. I like it. I yeah. like it. Um, the next one is best melodic rap performance. So uh, we got J. Cole and Lil Baby, Pride is the Devil. Doja Cat, Need to Know. Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, Industry Baby. Tyler, the creator, featuring young NBA young boy in Ty Dolla Sign, What's Your Name? And Kanye West featuring The Weeknd and Lil Baby, Hurricane. It's tough. Honestly, I don't even know all those songs. I didn't know how to go with that. I'm surprised that Industry Baby's in this one, not just a normal rap performance, because it, it says we're containing both elements of R&B melodies and rap, but this song has no real R&B melodies. It's just... What about the hook? Okay, yeah, the hook, yeah, but I thought then if we speak just verses, then... But then, yeah, the hook, I get it. Because, like, the Cole and Lil Baby one, Cole's doing the melodic rap thing, but typically he doesn't always do that. And true, true, true. Doja Cat, I don't even know. The What's Your Name, Tyler's rapping normal. 
Uh, yeah, that Hurricane. one has a really um, uh, the hook is really R and B like R and B like serious R and B. Well, it's Ty Dolla Sign, I guess, so that makes sense. Yeah, but the verse is to me because think about it, right? It's melodic rap performance. To me, melodic rap is the um, auto tune. The auto tune dudes, for the most part, who are doing the sing songy thing. Like you could argue, people call Future a rapper. We've had this conversation before, but mm. to me, he's melodic rap. I'm cool. I'm comfortable with that. As a category for people that like don't do rap, like Jack Harlow, for it, who's it, who's right here, or Tyler, or Kanye, the junior, you know, like Tyler and Kanye both do the melodic stuff. But Jack Harlow does melodic rap. No, T Pain, T Pain. He's, he's a singer, but he also does melodic rap too. That's fair. That's completely fair. Good point. Good point. But like Jack Harlow is like a dude like who doesn't sing. Like, like he, he's just straight bar, like Royce, like. There's some rappers, and I always find it interesting because even one of the, some of the uh, criticism of Relentless from some of the curators when I submit everything is that like, oh, need more melody in the verses or something. I'm like, well, not every rapper is a melodic rapper. You can't even criticize that. Like if I was going for a melodic rap vibe, but I didn't do it well, then fair enough. But I wasn't. I'm fucking rapping, bro. Like, like these motherfuckers here just fucking rapping. What's, what happened to just fucking rapping? Like that kind of pissed me off a bit because it's sort of like, does everything have to be melodic now like i like it i really genuinely do but like it doesn't mean everything it doesn't but there's definitely a a demand for the for the opposite i just would have thought that that's true that's very very true and there's not once again nothing wrong with it because i think it's dope all of these songs are are, are pretty fucking solid i think the only one i don't like is the doja cat one but the industry baby one i kind of like that song it's funny industry baby is good yeah Uh, jack harlow is a sick verse in that tune yeah it killed it man so I don't know. Good. I, I, I like almost. I don't really know the Doja Cat tune, but I like every song in this category. But, Honestly, uh, I do too. It's good. I don't know. It's on the tunes. I'd like to see Kanye win it. I guess I don't even really love Hurricane that much, but I'd like to see him win because I like Hurricane quite a lot. I think it's, yeah. quite, it's one of the best songs on on the album. I think um, so. I really like What's Your Name, and uh, I like Pride Is the Devil as well. I actually really like. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably, probably Kanye. Because there are certain parts of the other songs that I probably just don't like. Maybe That's much. I don't know. Yeah, but I just quite like Hurricane as a tune, like as a whole. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. All right then. So next up we have uh, best rap song. So we've got Bar Salts, DMX featuring Jay and Nas. We have uh, Sweetie featuring Doja Cat, Best Friend. We have Baby Kim and Kendrick, Family Ties. Kanye featuring Jay jail and cole featuring 21 savage and Murray, my life wow hang on he was also in the best rap performance man some motherfuckers mm-hmm. are going in like it's like doja cat and cole like a lot of the same things very interesting uh thoughts fellas what do you reckon um i still think this is between um family ties in my life i think jail was a good tune yeah, it's true. cool that it's cool that Jay and Kanye on a song, but it's not like their best song they've ever made. It's, it's an alright song. It's just cool to see both of them on the tune. It's not like one. It's not amazing. So I don't know if I would put that one above any of the other. I don't know Best Friend or Buff Souls. So I know I probably have heard Buff Souls actually. I don't know. Definitely don't know Best Friend. But mm-hmm. I still think I'd give it to Family Ties. I think. Interesting. I feel like you know. Um best friend because it's super corny uh pop song from i do know it. i do know it i do know it yeah, you know it and you see it yeah, it's like yeah, a pink um the pharrell and rihanna song that came out a couple summers ago it's the same drum pattern and they ripped the fuck out of it and made it like 
uh, that shits me to tears. That song, I fucking hate it. Like the most recycled, <laughs> dude. I will not feature Mash the radio when that comes on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, sweetie. Uh, I read this recently. They call it pretty privilege. So it's like she got ahead in the game because of being pretty, but I don't think she's particularly talented. Like I've seen people of, I saw this the clip on Twitter of like a full verse of hers that was just like, are you serious? Like, how is it this bad? And she has the career that she has and she's done like McDonald's collabs and stuff. It's fucking bonkers how big she's got for the minimal talent. So I've seen like interviews with her and uh, like other stuff about her. Apparently she's really smart. Like, like she, she was doing all this rap thing whilst still going like university and everything like, she's like pretty pretty smart girl apparently so so i guess maybe pretty privilege is a part of it maybe i don't know no that's a, I'm, I'm glad you pushed back on that pause that's a that's a fair point mm-hmm. wait I've, speak about um your tweets regarding rap what, yes. what was that korean rappers thing that you t- oh I, I saw it the other day and it was basically like um it was just this horrendous um dude who was who was just like even though it was in korean but it was something about it, it was like embarrassingly bad do you want me to i can pull it up and show the show the screen if you like yeah do um, it because let me just switch back real quick it was it was pretty fucking uh hang on what do i do i go back here there we go everyone's back on the screen now it was it was just like a how would you describe it though? It was just like this really fucking horrible video of this dude media. Here we go. This dude rapping. Oh hang on, if I look for media, is that just media that I uploaded as a That's the course? thing you've uploaded, yeah. Yeah, I guess I can't do that. I'll just scan down a little bit. But yeah, it was just like this video and it was sort of like I don't know what he's saying, but like there was something about the whackness of the, the delivery. And the, I think he was like stomping around or something, doing something weird. Um, there was, speaking of that, there was another tweet that I just saw scrolling past here. Someone's like, name five albums you played all the way through at least 10 times this year. And then I listed five albums that I could think of that were all massive. Drake, Kanye, George Smith, Neo, and Adele, they were all mid-projects. And they, I was expecting them to be fucking i was in love with them and snow was the other one i should have added on there as a bonus too because i was just so mm. disappointed in that one uh, it's a shame we'll talk we'll have like an end of year wrap-up episode um in december yeah and we'll, we'll talk about it and um before chrissy in about a month time yes here we go in month. What? So it's going off. What was that? So that was the Korean thing that Dan was like. Do you know what it reminded me of? I know you look shocked. Do you remember Raid? From Melbourne. Oh my god, yeah, dude. That is if so anyone has trashly a, wack look, and weird. I don't know what to do. There's this dude Someone having a fucking conniption on a microphone. This Lebanese guy named R A E R dot A dot. Don't give him a shine. Fuck this cunt. Get, okay, get he's great. I actually we had situations with him because he was from <laughs> Melbourne. I was in Danny Norman. Some random fucking He pulled up on Roger one time over we there and trying to like fight him. He was, and he's this massive, like, I think he's definitely something going on with him in the head. 
Anyway, but it reminded me of that. Isn't that shit? It's like, I was like, okay, what's going oh, on shit. here? It just because it was like nonsensical. It didn't make any sense. Anyway. Uh, that's that's hilarious. Let's just finish up the Grammys. Um, to best rap song, done. Best rap album. Oh, this is the last thing. Uh, we got The Off Season from J. Cole, Certified Lover Boy from Drake, King's Disease 2 from Nas, Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, and Donda from Kanye West. Which is, this is a pretty solid that fucking... That's a solid list. Oh my God. I would not be mad at a single one of these if they got no, it. No, neither What do you guys... Jeez, which one wrong. do you... Do you guys have one where you think will win or there's one that you want to win and those two things are different? Like, what do you... Do you have any thoughts on those two? <clears throat> Mm. This is very. I listened different. to all these albums literally once. Okay, fair. This, this is, is going to be difficult for me to actually fucking remember. And also, this is oh, there's a. Fuck. Okay, give me a sec. <laughs> it's okay, but I just want to position that right. So there's albums that you could no. be like. So for me, I would like Donda to win because out of all of those albums, that was my favorite. It's but, a more complete one. I think it's just like a, a the a better piece of work, uh, even though it was, I think, handled pretty weirdly and like, yeah, you know, not, not as smooth as it could have been. Um, but I think they did a great job with it in the end. Um, which one do I think will win? I think Tyler will win because Tyler's got that sort of, he's got this position in rap where he's like this avant-garde dude who's kind of crossed over now. Dirty um, get clean now. Yeah. The, 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 the project itself is still fire. He's got hella good bars. He produces it. He can sing. He brought in, uh, the, it's, you know, concepts. All those videos that came out were, were really, really well yeah, put together. Yeah, ultra continuity. Yeah, exactly. All of these things. Exactly it's the just, same. it's like some genius level shit. Like I really think Tyler is a fucking god tier artist over across the board. But look, the off season was great. I just don't know if it'll win. Drake, I don't know enough. I don't know if how that'll go. Nas, he only got his first Grammy last year. I don't know if they'll give him two. Um, you know, that would be my guess as far as the people who are voting are the Grammy members, just like I was a vote. I was a participant in the Canadian music scene and therefore I was eligible a few years ago to be a judge for the Junos. So there's people, you know, that's who's voting. Like I could, we know me and you could be judges for the Grammys. You could be a judge for the Junos uh, as well. You just got to apply. That'd be sick. Yeah, they've already announced this year's one. Well, I've been, um, I've been mixing, uh, you know, junior artist vocals in my uh, engineering career, so I got some fucking leverage. I could potentially be like, "Oh, you can't." Yeah, and you you should. I'll, I'll send you the stuff uh, next time. I, I don't know if I don't think it's too late. It might be now, but um, either way, though, yeah, that sounds fun. That's what I think here. Do you guys have any thoughts on 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 this? Um. I want, I want Tyler Crater to win it. Fair, great album. I, I really like him as a person as well. From like <clears> interviews <throat> I see and everything, he's so funny. Yeah. And yeah, he's a genius. He's an absolute. He's actually a genius. So that one. But my favorite project out of all of these, I think, is the off season. The off season is a favorite project. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I, I love the off season. So good. So good. That's fair. I like that. Nurse, any thoughts? It's truth. Um, pretty much what you said, mate. Like, I do think Donda will win. I like uh, Tyler's album. Um, Nas had some moments, but he also got one last year. Um, Drake might win it just because he's Drake. Um, and off-season, I don't really remember 
anything of it at all unless I'm just like having a mental lapse. But like, I just don't, I can't think of anything off that. First song had uh, Cameron introducing it. Oh, it did oh, too. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. cool. Mm. So, yeah, I have to go back on that. I can't remember it at all. So, I'd probably just uh, go to the safety, uh, Dondra or Tyler. No, that's completely fair. Um, so, that was, they're all the, that's the last one. Let me just bring us back on the screen here. But that was the Grammy for, uh, yeah, no, no, man's going to give no fucks about no country shit. So, that's pretty cool. So, it's going to be interesting. The Grammys, I think they're in March next year. Um, was it March? Hang on, does it fucking say on the thing? I think it does say on this thing, doesn't it? It says whether actually, maybe it's earlier. I think it is, yeah. I feel like it's earlier than March. Uh, okay, so drops March 14th. Albums no. March. No, no. Monday, Monday, January 31st. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the actual ceremony. I think yeah. March is the Junos. Junos 2022. March was last year. Grammy, the yes. Junos are actually in Toronto this year. Interesting. I think that's in March. And it seems like the eligibility period is about the same. There you go. And uh, they're coming back to Toronto in 2022. Are you going to give me a date or are you going to be a fucking dildo here? Give me a date, you trick us. It's not saying it. Oh, either way, they're around the same time. So it's like, you know, early in the year is the, uh, you know, award season for stuff that uh, went down the, the previous year. So that is interesting. Um, what else we got for today? We're sitting at around an hour and ten. Over an hour, man. So, do you want to do quick the uh, little um, thingo, Dan, from um, the, the the top four thing that we normally do? We seem to be wrapping up the episodes with them lately, which is fun. Just yes, yes. Um, one thing we didn't speak about: we didn't speak about any the music that we listened to this week. Oh shit! I just realized. Yeah, yeah. Did, I literally just realized we didn't speak. There was anything. hardly anything last week. Fortunately. Yeah, it, it was alright. We don't have to really speak about it. I listened to only a few tunes, but same. There were a few songs. Actually. Did you guys have anything that you enjoyed? Always, always down to to talk about. I really enjoyed Young T and Bugsy featuring Unknown T, Roberto C. Okay, really enjoyed that tune. Sick, like kind of had a summery vibe on it. It's kind of nice, and uh, I was just, just surprised to see these two songs. I was just really surprised. The gigs featuring Rowdy Rebel differences is really surprised that like, gigs and Rowdy Rebel did the song together. And, very uh, weird uh, combo. Very odd, yeah. And uh, Chief Keef dropped uh, a tune called Tony Montana Flow, which I was like, "What the hell?" Chief Keef is like releasing music, so it's like, Damn. it's very interesting. Okay, yeah, that's a good. No, should you check anything? To be honest, mate, I have nothing for you this week at all. I haven't listened to any new tunes. I've just been on the grizzy. Nose has been uh, to the grindstone. I respect it. No stress. Much Honestly, is stamped in the grind, grindstone. Just slapping that shit. I took a, a peek through the uh, and, and some of the singles on um, the release radar, and there was nothing that really stood out. There was a couple of joints with um, Benny on there, and I started to listen to the Snoop album, which actually came out the week before. But it's got like twenty something songs. I'm like, oh, thank man, it's so exhausting. Um, mm. The one thing I really did like, Ama Lou, A M A L O U, yeah, um, British artist, I believe. Uh, she dropped an EP called "At Least We Have This." That was fire. We listened to that on the car on the way here. Mm. I really enjoyed that. Um, but I was, I was like, I only remembered about this again, like yesterday or the day before. And uh, I checked. And I was like, oh, this all kind of like, there's not much happening this week, fortunately. So, yeah. It's been a bit slow. I think basically now, what is it, uh, 28? There's not going to be a ton 
between now and the new year, I think, um, because then the, the Christmas period comes maybe next week or the week after maybe, and then usually a couple of weeks before Christmas, people are tuned the fuck out. Ain't no bandwidth for that then. That's true. Mm. So, it's like uh, holiday time. Yeah, exactly. It's like a big no-no. Everyone knows don't release new music this close to December. It's like the quietest month for basically everything. Everything kind of ramps down. So, you know, we probably won't have a ton of new shit. But uh, that's why even with your EP, no shit, it didn't come out this month. That's going to be January, February, or whatever. To be next year, yeah. It, it, there was too much going on. Man's couldn't get it. Did that's okay. It's better. It's okay. More time to do it then, because that's the thing. If you didn't make it by that, well, then you bought yourself like two months, and it's not a problem because anybody going to be paying the fuck attention anyway, you know. So, I mean, that is fire. So then, Dan, you want to run through the um, yes, uh, the thing? Little thing, little thing. Okay, most influential, best lyricist, best discography and most transcending okay this week's artists are so for most influential j cole kendrick tyler the creator or asap rocky cool list most influential j cole tyler kendrick or asap j cole or kendrick to me Mm. but i pick one i'd say j cole most influential. As far as like from a, from a, a fan standpoint or like an artist standpoint. Uh, everything, everything. Fans, artists, everything. J Cole. Mm. It's got to be especially Cole. lately. Yeah, it's got to be Cole or Kendrick. I feel like because uh, Kendrick's sort of not around enough. Like he's got a real low. He's very profile. mysterious. And Cole has a low profile in comparison to most people, but he's definitely got a larger profile than Kendrick and he's kept yeah. up. He hasn't like disappeared forever. Even when he's not releasing albums, he was putting together the Revenge of the Dreamers project or featuring on everyone's shit. So I feel like Cole... He's on the streets at the protests. He's like, he's out there. So he's, he's, a, he's a people person more I, so I, than... I mean, Kendrick is too, but he's outside more. I think for that reason alone, I'm going to pick Cole. Yeah, that's a good one. What'd you say? Yeah, no. I, I think Cole as well. Yeah, you're right. That's a good it, one. It was tough. It was really tough between all of them. But yeah, I think you're I really think picking Cole. these, like making these difficult, you prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, right? I, th- I think it's Cole, Kendrick. <laughs> oh, he does it all. Of course. Rocky, yep, 100% me, agree. Maybe. The only thing Rocky, it depends when you ask. It's now, as a, exactly. And in 2021, Rocky isn't as influential as an artist as he used to be. He's just like a dude who's out here now, who's occasionally rapping, and now he's fucking Rihanna. And he's yeah, now he's on red carpets. And he's like fashion shows. But Tyler's like killing the game. I just think he just he's like getting towards that Kendrick Cole kind of thing. He hasn't been yeah. at it in the, at the same echelon for as long as them. So I don't think he he's in that conversation just yet. But he's certainly on the way. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, best lyricist: Cole, Rocky, Kendrick, Tyler. So normally, Kendrick, or- I would say Kendrick, but I've seen a lot of people like say Cole over Kendrick and they go, if you listen to Kendrick's Depends. stuff, he's not even really, because look, Cole isn't always A1 all the time, but mm. Kendrick has time. The, the reason why he stands out is the delivery more than the bars themselves. Whereas like Cole has more clever bars, but Kendrick does the voice changing thing and these weird flows and that makes him sound to be this avant-garde crazy lyricist fucking guy when in reality it might not be the case so but then tyler's like a1 if you listen to his shit i would probably say really come down to it i would say tyler cole kendrick asap 
Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Being controversial. Switching. I like that. Well, you're, it's difficult. I think maybe you're right. I think. But I'm torn between Cole and Tyler. Because I do think it's difficult because Kendrick is still sick, but... This is no slight to any of them. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but then Cole is so good. Cole, Cole is one of my favorite songs of all time. So, And it's very difficult because I love Tyler the Creator as well. I guess hmm. you got to look at like the question is best lyricist. Best lyricist, yeah. Best bars or, or end who writes the best songs. Like as... Like, because I think being a lyricist, maybe lyricist and a songwriter could be differentiated, but I kind of feel it's one and the same for the most mm-hmm. part. Oh, you're right, you're right. I'd probably go... Cole writes better songs, but I think overall, if you look at bar for bar, Tyler probably has more consistent, better bars than Cole. Hmm. Arguably. I'd be happy to change my mind on it. I'm not married to that, but I just... It's like... I'm go. I'll go with Cole, Tyler, Kendrick, Rocky. What I'll do. Nosh. That's a good one. Interesting. Fucking hell, eh? I know. Um, Daniel's making it hard. I might have to just. I don't know. Because like they both, they both make sense, and you can interchange all of them. It still, most of them, it still kind of works. Um, yeah. Exactly. Probably go. Oh fuck! See. Hmm. I'd do J. Cole, Kendrick, Tyler, ASAP, because, like, Kendrick's done enough classic albums that I absolutely adore. He's super well-rounded. You can't put... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I like it. Lock it in. Lock it I in. just remembered as well, with the influential part, ASAP Rocky, he made it cool to dress nice, and, like, he made male beauty cool. Because before it wasn't like about looking nice or like it was meant to be on the street. It'd be thuggish and street. ASAP would openly rap and say, Oh, I'm the prettiest guy. I look so pretty. I'm so beautiful. I used moisturizer, paint my nails. Yeah. And no one else used to do that. The first line that anyone ever heard from him from, uh, I forgot the name of the song, the very first, uh, Peso, I think it was called, was like, I be that pretty motherfucker Harlem when I'm rapping. That's what he, so he walked out of the convenience store and that's what he says. I'm like, that's the first time I've seen this dude and there's like this pretty motherfucker. (laughs) He was dressing well and like making street music from New York. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Change the game. Also, he he bagged around at the end of the day. So, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, there this one might be. Oh, this one's actually really difficult. I thought it was gonna be easier. Best discography. Cole Kendrick Tyler ASAP. Yeah. Cole Kendrick Tyler ASAP. Interesting. <sighs> I don't know. Hard though because uh, Tyler has some genius shit, but it didn't move me as much as the other stuff. But Kendrick's only got like three, four albums. But I think Cole's ones are overall I enjoyed the more, except to Pimper Butterfly is a fucking masterpiece. Like a yeah. masterpiece beyond probably anything on this list, in my opinion. Like it's, fucking, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. That's why Kendrick gets the top spot. Yeah, but it's, this question's best discography. And I think that Cole has a oh, yeah, across the board discography. But then people who are bigger Kendrick fans would be like, shut the fuck up, good kid, section 80. Damn, I didn't, I didn't really like Damn that much, to be honest. I, I really like Damn. I like that one a lot. 
Uh, I think Cole has... His ceiling is really high, but then he has quite a few mediocre, mm. some meaty projects where it's like, so you have Born Sinner and Forest Hills Drive, which is like up, up there. Then you have KOD, which is all right. You have Four Your Eyes Only, which was also all right. All right. That's a good point. But then you also have like Friday Night Lights. Uh, is it Sideline Stories? Yeah. Which is a yeah. And then you have the off-season as well. But then Tyler's, Tyler's one's so different because... His music transis- like transitioned so differently to everyone else's. Like, you know what you're getting with Cole, and you kind of know what you're getting with Kendrick from their first album to now. But then Tyler, back then when in, when he was making an album like Goblin, Wolf, Bastard, all of them, they're like hardcore rapping, almost like horrorcore sort of stuff where he spoke about proper controversial shit, made jokes about really about things we shouldn't joke about ever. Way before cancel culture, because if you release that now, then he would be cancelled, obviously. But yes, and he went from that to doing Igor or to doing Flower Boy, sorry, and then to doing Igor and then to doing Call Me If You Get Lost, which are all three completely different albums into characters like Goblin Wolf, all of them ones. So it's difficult because I, I love Tyler's old stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can, and then Rocky's stuff is sort of mostly kind of same. To a degree, yeah. he's got. He's probably got the shortest or smallest discography. Yeah, he does. He has uh, at long last, long live ASAP, testing, which came out in 2018, and uh, live love ASAP as well. Okay, he's got some joints mm. too, but I don't think he's got anywhere near the impact as, as the other. No, no, these albums are great actually. <sighs> you kind of made a good point with the Kendrick one. I think maybe Kendrick's overall discography is superior because Kendrick doesn't have any albums that are completely like met whereas like Cole has a bunch that are kind of like uh, I think he might be right yeah because we have to remember we're not just comparing Good Kid uh, Good good Kid Mad City Pimple Butterfly Dam to Forest Hills Drive Off Season and uh, Born Sinner we're not just comparing them it's like all of them Mm. So it's very difficult. I, I would go Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick. Oh, God. Okay, this is very difficult. Just do it, mate. Kendrick, Cole, Tyler, ASAP. Bang. That, that's what I'm saying. Kendrick, Tyler, Cole, ASAP. Yeah. I feel like that's not, not unfair. So I'm, I'm with it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Very muff. What's the Actually, I kind of want to swap Cole and Kendrick. I'm going Cole, Tyler, Kendrick, ASAP. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're the one who convinced me to put Kendrick first. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Never trust trust me. Don't trust me. I'm a true liar. Never trust a Um, child. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Most transcending in terms of hip hop. Describe that again. Most most transcending, like in terms of what they've done for hip hop and in terms of what the music once was and to what it is now, to like, yeah, to like how he's influenced sound. Kendrick, for sure. But it's easy to say Kendrick, but then then, don't you think Kendrick is doing what already existed? Whereas Tyler's changing the game? Yeah, that's the thing, because if you. And he produced it. And he produced it as well. And ASAP Rocky stuff was very unique. 
No, no one was making like the first ASAP song I heard was Goldie, and I'd never heard a song like that. Yeah, like before, like with all the deep voices and everything, and like it, it's very different. So, mm. hmm. I would go Tyler ASAP, uh, Kendrick Cole. I'd probably do the same, but I'd swap the middle two. Tyler Kendrick, Rocky Cole. Jesus. Just because Kendrick did To Pimp a Butterfly. I think Good Kid and To Pimp a Butterfly really changed the way people look at like avant-garde hip-hop and rap music and what it can be and then the the voices and stuff like he took what was existing and did a whole other thing with it obviously it's Dre involved in all these things and these extraordinarily talented musicians and stuff like he took music like all the musicians and brought that together whereas like someone like Tyler had the um like he did all the production I mean Cole did all his production too so it's Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they rock. used to do this um, thing where he had no features. He used to say, I don't want features. And produced the whole thing. It was on some rush shit. Like, no features. Mm. They rest on everything, mixed master, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. That's a good list. Most did you have a list for that one? I mean, I like what you both said. Um, I think I might do what you said, C. Feezy, and do the. Uh, so got already. Tyler Kendrick, uh, Rocky Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes the most okay. sense. This is it is an interesting group of artists to put together and to compare on this stuff because they're all similar but also really different. Really Which different. And you I, could I feel say like it, this was harder than the other ones hmm, because they were closer in in certain ways. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of wild, yeah, but. I've got a quick one got to go if you want to do that. Yeah, and then we'll wrap Three up. Three projects. Three projects. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, no, no, sorry. Not to say three projects. I have six projects here. So one yeah. got to go. The first two, Stan Konya versus Liquid Swords. Thank you. Yes, Stan Konya's got to go. I agree. Um, the Infamous versus the Carter Three. Ooh. Carter Three. Yeah, Carter Three. Really? If it was kind of two, it would be a different conversation. Yeah, that's true. No, okay. Wayne, that period of Wayne, that kind of one, kind of two, uh, drought three mixtape, all that whole era, just before mm-hmm. kind of three, like lollipop and everything. That's when it got to like commercial. So like 500 degrees through kind of one and then two and all the mixtapes were out. That was our, such an influential part for Notion I as far that's as everybody yeah, Wayne built, built a lot. It, it changed everything. So it's interesting. The first Wayne song I heard was Lollipop, so I grew up from that era. From that, yeah. Onwards. Yeah, fair enough. Completely understood. Okay. It was different when Wayne wasn't really that cool when we were all listening to him. When I discovered him first, he, there were annoying, weird New Orleans dudes, and I, I listened to it. He's I got, so different and weird. And hard the raps to were, to yes, hard to listen to. The raps were average, but I got sent 500 degrees when I was a music journalist. I used to be one of the like three main. You know, hip hop R&B journalists in Australia, and fucking, I couldn't believe how good it was. And I got some of my favorite Wayne songs from that first album. And then from then mm-hmm. on, I, paid, I just paid attention. The rest. So if it wasn't for them sending me that, wouldn't have I wouldn't have had a clue. So it was just wow. fortune, just like meant to be. Yeah. It's fantastic. 
Interesting. Uh, the infamous goes for me personally, but That's I do fair. love that album. So I can, yeah, it's a, yeah, you appreciate it, which is rare for a dude your age because they did it at your. They were nineteen when they did infamous in ninety nine. Yeah, six, five. Wow. No, six. No, five. Anyway, amazing. Yeah. Uh, this one's uh, slightly different, but um, Burner Boy, African Giant versus Beyonce, The Lion King. Ooh, fuck. I would have to say Beyonce only because the songs on there that just fucking slap. I just feel like the African Giant is a like an Afrobeat classic. I, th- I think yeah, African Giant has possibly the greatest Afrobeat like tunes of all time, all in one project. Yes, so it's very difficult. But I love like the Lion King thing. So Killer. but it's patchier. There's more songs I dislike. Yeah. I'd be like, get that out of here. Whereas Burner Boy, I could just leave the whole album running. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree. So, Lion King, go go. No, I have not heard either of those, so I cannot comment. But I'd probably just say Beyonce because it's Beyonce. Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> dude, you should watch. Have you watched the the Lion King? Um, not the movie, but the Beyonce. Of course, um, of course I have. Yeah, yeah. Like, also, you've heard the album. Black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Hang on, is so that what's called? Black yeah. is beautiful. No, is that, is that it's called, called the Lion King? But I know. Uh, wait, well, something it's, else you had. Some visual album. Yeah, the visual album one. The Disney... I've seen it like three... three, I saw it three times in like a week. I thought it was actually super fire. So I guess that one. Yeah, so I have heard that. I haven't heard the other one. Black is King is the music. Black Black is is King. King. Um, And that's the album... Songs from this album. Yeah, so all 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 of that visual album is is the the Lion King or Beyonce soundtrack for it. Okay, then that that one is fire. Cool. So you fuck off, Burner Boy. Yeah, I think you'd like Burner Boy. Well, I haven't heard it, but I I would just yeah have to just, yeah go with that. Yeah, no, of course, of I'm course. A big fan of Burner Boy though. Champion, he's a champ. And uh, was there one more? Sorry, day? No, that was it. That, that was it. it. Fuck. Good. I like that. that. Let's keep. I like these little things to wrap up the episode. Nice and fun. Um, that was a good one, boys. I know uh, you know a little bit of a downer on this one. So once again, rest in peace, Virgil. Shit is uh, mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Oh um, no. Thumbnail, let's do that now. Oh, and get me coffee, man. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, wait, wait, let me just. Yeah, get it. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. Well, hang on a sec. Do you know what I did last week? I took a screenshot with all of the stuff on the screen and I had to edit it out. It was actually really good. You're a bloody duffer. Gorgeous. No, where can everyone find you online? Oh, mate, at Notion Baby on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, at Illnote Studios on Instagram and Facebook, illnotestudios.com, notionbeats.com. Give us a fucking shout, eh? Dan? Uh, I, uh, I, Dan Johnson on Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, I got too excited. I, Dan Johnson on Instagram and Twitter and uh, HDFGXMING on Instagram. Going to upload maybe tonight, but maybe it's too late, so I'll upload tomorrow. So, yeah, who knows? Great. See? Get me at C-E-E-F-O-R on Instagrizzle and Twitter. And guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash that thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell. Ding, 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 ding. So you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media everywhere at The Movement Fam. This episode and all episodes typically go live at 8 p.m. Eastern every Monday. Make sure you tune in, you know. Tell everyone you know you love them because, you know, life is short, guys. You know? And fucking, we'll see y'all beautiful motherfuckers next week. Peace.
Get a dog. Here comes Carl's. Get a dog three. Ah. Get a dog. What?